G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 AD, the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Michael Oon from the 4th Musketeer Australia. We're going to hear a bit of his story and a bit about his heart to take men out into the wilderness, into the bush, to become real men in the 4th Musketeer. We're going to hear a bit about that shortly. But let's find out a bit of your story, Michael. Tell us whereabouts were you born and raised. Uh, Matt, I'm actually... um I, uh, I came from Malaysia. That's where I was born. I was born in an island called, called Penang, and uh, that's where I grew up, yeah. And did you have a religious upbringing at all? Yes, I actually came from a family uh, that, that, that is of a Buddhist, Taoist, um, Confucian, uh, Chinese kind of a background, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what did your parents do when you were growing up? What kind of jobs did they have? My dad is a police uh, a policeman, and and mum mum's a housewife, um, and, and and I've got five siblings all together. Mm, okay, and what age did you come to Australia? I came to Australia when I was already um, uh, about fifteen years ago, when I'm in my in my early forties with my family. I've already had three daughters, and um, and they were just about to go into high school and uh, into university as well. So let's hear a bit of your your faith story. Uh, was there a, an age that you would say, "Yep, that's when I uh, become a Christian"? Yes, I actually um, I was living at that time in in the northern part of Malaysia. We had to move there because after my dad died, we had nowhere to go. So mum took all five of us. We were still in school at that time, and we lived with our uncle uh, in a, in the northern part of Malaysia called Kedah. And um, and my my brother, my younger brother, who is one year younger than me, he he has become a Christian um, several years before even my father passed away, and the, the family was not very happy with him because he's so different. And but then but then uh, he uh, stayed on and persevered. And um, and when we were um, when I was um, yeah I was sixteen at that time, uh, he invited me to church. And um, and there was a little church um, in, in in Malaysia in in this little little town called Alostar, and um, and and after going to the church, and I started to notice that my my brother is very different, and and the people there are just so encouraging and so different, and uh, and there is there is so much uh, joy, and despite the fact that we're all living amongst very poor people, and there's just so much joy. And um, I just wanted what they had, and after a while, I felt that um, I felt that, uh, that there was a tug on my in my heart to to give my life to Jesus. And when the, when the pastor 
um, made the altar call one night. I just put my hand up and said, look, that's, that's me. And at that time I was 16 and uh, my brother was 15. And, um, and I felt so, um, so relieved and I felt, I felt my life completely changed and I felt just things just, just happened right away, right before my eyes. It was just so, uh, so uplifting. Um, and, and that's when I received Jesus. And was there a big change in your life at that moment? It did because um, I um, I started to realize that um, our 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 previous life we've been we're very much uh, relying on uh, the rituals of the of the religion that we came from, where we have to burn incense and 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 put pr- and pray at a specific time in the morning at night, and we have to go through certain uh, rituals um, in the temple, and and it, it it doesn't make a lot of sense. There's no there's no Bible that I can read. There's no um, proper way of, of, of sort of connecting. There's no relationship with a God uh, that I found in Jesus where I can talk to him and pray and read the Bible and learn so much about him. And tell us about your early career. What kind of work did you do? I um, actually went uh, to university in New Zealand and I did uh, a degree in food technology. And initially I was working as a food technologist in the laboratory and um realized that um, I have more um, passion in, in, in meeting people. And so I went into a, a, a sales role selling food proteins, milk proteins uh, to food businesses. And, and very quickly, I got promoted into a management role. And I progressed into a general management position uh, located in, in Singapore for several years, representing um, bigger multinational companies such as Bayer, uh, Fonterra and an American company, FMC, out there. Um, and then later I uh, moved back to uh, Brisbane with my kids because they're ready to go to university. And I came back to Brisbane, I worked for a, for several food companies here in Brisbane. And um, and recently I've um, got out of the corporate world and uh, and got into executive coaching and I've been doing that for the last three years. And what kind of clients do you have as an, an executive coach? Most of my clients are corporate clients. They are companies that um, um, there's an American-based company here that does surgical appliances, equipment. I've got uh, clients who are, uh, a couple of them are IT companies. Uh, one of them is an accounting insurance company. Um, I've got um, uh, insurance brokers, real estate companies, uh, legal practices, um, also indigenous uh um, organizations that they're into into social services as well you're uh passionate about seeing other blokes have their lives transformed uh tell us a little bit about how you first got involved well i heard about the uh, fourth musketeer through a friend uh who um who comes to my tech group and he had um an engineering assignment in, in holland um and he went into an event that fourth musketeer had organized uh, with where there's 5,000 men who got together and there were speakers who spoke about issues that men need to confront themselves and work through. And there were men, 5,000 men singing songs of worship. There were 5,000. And, and there's so, so much of going on and the people talk, and, and they, they were just, and, and they were talking about how to, how to fight injustice by running marathon runs and cycling events. In, in parts of Africa and Middle East and, and, and now they're starting to come into Asia. So 
he came back and talked to me about it and says, Michael, as uh, you know, this this whole bunch of guys, you know, I think uh, there's so much like you. You must um, you must get on board and, and and find out if you could join them in in Australia. So I wrote to them in a, in the internet um, and um, hoping to get onto this fourth musketeer group, but they. Um, one of the Dutch guys in head office called me and said, look, Michael, we um, we really don't have anything in Australia yet, but um, why don't you get together a team of about eight to ten men and um, why don't you come up to one of our um, extreme character challenge in, in South Africa, which is the closest one to yours, and check it out and see if you like it. Uh, and, you know, if, if you do, maybe maybe your team plus yourself uh, may uh, may want to start this for us in in Australia, and so I said yes, and um, and we got eight eight men, and we went to South Africa, and we climbed at Brackensburg, and um, and that's when uh, one of the guys tapped me on my shoulder while I was there and said, hey, I think I think you're ready to um, you know I think you're ready to 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 do this in Australia. What do you think? And at that moment when when he tapped me on my shoulder, I was quite shocked because. I just wanted to have that uh, adventure experience and just come home and that's it, I'm done. But somehow I just felt a really, um, a real heavy burden in my heart and just saying, wow, this, if I just did this and come home, um, I'm going to actually, um, uh, you know, overlook something that is so, so wonderful and, and so powerful that I think a lot of men in Australia would, would have, um, gained and benefited from it if, 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 if only someone could just bring that home. And I felt that 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 was just a moment when I felt, look, I think I'll I'll think I'll do that. I'll um, and I was just um, and I said yes to them without without having the right resources in place, without having a plan. I just said yes, and then I thought, yep, let's see and let's see what happened. And I'm I'm sure if God wants this to happen, He'll make it happen for us. Mm. And I love the fact that uh, the Fourth Musketeer has a a creative name. Tell us a bit about where that came from. Well, the fourth musketeer came from originally it was um, um, it, it was started by a, um, a pastor Hank who, who who was pastoring a church in in Holland. His wife was uh, lamenting uh, the fact that in their church the um, the women have been doing most of the volunteering work. They they have been um, you know baking baking biscuits and cakes and and volunteering. Um, Doing all the work and even stepping up to leadership roles, uh, whereas the man was just hardly around. And and Pastor Hang said, "Look, I've I've been thinking about them, and I've I've been reading a book uh, called The Three Musketeers, written by Alexander Dumas. It's it's a classic, but somehow the book seemed to be focused on this young man by the name of D'Artagnan. The young man was so full of himself, and the story goes on about him going through his his life where he's um." got no respect for people and no loyalty and he's just uh he's just doing his own thing and uh, but somehow somewhere in his journey he came under the wings of uh the three older men the three musketeers who mentored showed him taught him and um and and trained him uh to 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 learn how to respect uh people um especially women uh, to to show him how to how to develop loyalty towards his, his king and the country, and and eventually he became um, the kind of gentleman uh, that 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 made him into a full musketeer, and so Pastor Hang said to to his wife, he said, you know, um, you know what really is a musketeer? A musketeer is a man who wants to serve the king, is a man who wants to fight for the king, 
and he's a man who's willing to die for the king. Now that's the kind of man we want in our church. Mm-hmm. And as such, he rounded up his, his, his men from his church and, and took them up, the Belgian Alps, and that's where he designed his first extreme character challenge. For four days and three nights, he confronted them on, the, on typical issues that men grapple with, things like work, things like money, wives, children, um, sex, um, addictions, um, pride, and, and all those things. And, um, and it, is, it has now become quite a, 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 um, an a incredible adventure for the mind, body, and soul of men around the world. And, uh, and we've, we've managed to bring this to Australia over the last couple of years. Now, I love the fact that this uh, extreme character challenge is, you know, out in the wilderness, up in a mountain, uh, and you're not allowed to have your phone. There's no program. There's no technology. Just a backpack and a tent and a bunch of blokes. Is that, is that the deal? That's correct. The whole idea is uh, to not have any form of distractions or even any form of uh, control. So you are really uh, depending on the team around you and, and the leaders to take you through a journey uh, where there will be great adventure, but at the same time, uh, there'll be lots of different surprises that would, uh, in some ways, um, trigger you into thinking um, deeper into some of the issues that you're grappling with. Now, if people want to find out more, they can go to your Facebook page, The Fourth Musketeer Australia. Uh, they'll find all the details there. What, what's this uh, upcoming event you've got? I've got one coming up on the between the 4th and 7th of October. Um, it's, um, it's, it's called, the Action Character Challenge will be um, conducted at the Civic Rim, same place as we've done in the last couple of years. We will have men arriving there on Thursday night, 8 p.m. on the 4th of October. And that's the beginning of our journey. And cars will be parked in that campsite called the Waterfall Creek Campsite. And, um, and then that's the, 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 the cars will be locked and the keys and everything else will be protected in a way that will keep the place safe for the men. So we will be journeying into this um, up, the, um, up the scenic rim there for four days and then we'll be camping on different sites and then, and then we'll be finishing up back in the same place where we are. And you just live like Bear Grylls for a few days. Is that the deal? <laughs> uh, not as bad as Bear Grylls. He's a tough, he's a tough commando kind of a guy. No, it, it's going to be um, a lot of walking with a backpack that weighs between 15 to 18 kilos. Um, so it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a physical thing. So you need to be uh, somewhat fit. But you don't have to be a triathlete uh, or an Ironman. Um, but you need to be sufficiently fit enough to to do the walk and uh, and camp out. Um, it's 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 tough, but it's not unsafe. That sounds great, mate. And you've seen a lot of blokes have their lives transformed after doing these extreme character challenges and being a part of the Fourth Musketeer. Um, tell us what what happens to a bloke when they go and do something like this. How, how does it change them? Well, I think each person will experience a different uh, experience and they have a different encounter and they will come back with a very different story. I can just give you uh, a story of, of, of one, one young, young guy who, who looked really fit and he's got his act together, who doesn't seem to have any issues at all. 
um, is, is very well liked by the team because often helping them to carry and pull them out of the up, up the steep slopes and things like that. Uh, just to remember that him saying at one point uh, after one of us uh, talks, um, he just stopped um, and start to um, have have a have a situation where he's got a flashback from when he was a kid. I uh, was just telling the guys around him and started to, in some ways, he he broke down into tears, crying and and realizing that um, every time he packed his bag uh, during the extreme challenge. It reminded him of the time when he was a foster child, and um, and he has to every time he, he he looked out the window and saw a family coming back, he knew there would be a family meeting. He'll start to bring a, a rubbish bag and start to pack up his clothes, ready to go, and um, and it just this whole thing just came back um, after many years that that has gone by, and and just saying that between the age of of, of um, when he was nine and thirteen, he's lived he has lived in more than 32 homes and that really broke the heart of all the men around him and and they all just surrounded him and started praying for him um and you know they've they've been with him and in church for many years and never knew this story about him and and he's probably don't even he, he probably has not even thought about it and and, and through this uh, venture program some something has touched his heart and and, and in the discussion he opened up and it's just so amazing. He was he was supported by a group of men who is even closer to him now, and um, and I think the healing has begun as such. Well, it's great to hear about this ministry, and uh, I'm looking forward to being a part of this next one, the uh, Extreme Character Challenge. I've been in training. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll survive. Uh, we've been talking to uh, Michael Oon from the Fourth Musketeer Australia. I reckon you're a history maker, Michael. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials, and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.